Network Radio. News, opinion, and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel. This is American Uck Radio with Mike Phillip. Hey everybody, welcome back to American Oc Radio. This is your host, Mike Phillip, coming at you live from Western Canada. We've got Super Don Naylor down in Arkansas and Professor Mike over in Ottawa riding shotgun. We've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got Kevin J. Johnston of freedomreport.ca going to be joining us in the second, third, and fourth segment of the first hour. And... Uh, I'm really looking forward to talking to this guy. This guy, uh, you have not heard the last of. He's going to be somebody that you're going to recognize that name, and you're going to find out why. Now, to start things off with, I learned something this week, okay? I learned that squirrel sex is nasty and violent. There was these two squirrels that live in our backyard. We call them Bill and Hillary. And the one was chasing the other one around for, like, what seemed like hours. And when he finally caught her, it was all she could do to get away. It was crazy. And they eventually fell out of the tree. (laughs) 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 And I couldn't stop laughing. It was really funny. So, anyhow... That's not what we were going to talk about today. I just well, thought I'd I mention just, it. Boy, you've just really thrown me for a curveball here. I had no idea we were going to start off with squirrel sex. You know, <laughs> that's the beauty of live radio. Stuff just happens. Wow. You know? <laughs> I, I've learned something new today, too, then. Thank you. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Absolutely. I, and it's something that... Uh, it, it You couldn't have uh, watched it on the craziest National Geographic special. You know what I mean? It was it was crazy, man. It, and, you know, all you animal lovers out there that happen to be environmentalists and pro-feminists, uh, squirrels don't care about that. That's what I learned because she was trying to get away. <laughs> so nature doesn't work the way that you think it should. Now, to kick things off, I want to talk about freedom of speech in Canada. Rebel Media reporter Jay Fiza went to the campus of the University of Huron and started asking students what they thought about free speech. And I'd like to say that I was somewhat shocked at their answers, but I wasn't. Let's give it a listen here. Do you think university campuses such as the university campus you're on should stamp out hateful and offensive speech? Yes, because it's their responsibility to keep students safe. I agree. I think they should. I think university should be a free space where uh, no hate should be allowed. It should be a safe space for safe space for anyone to come to, right? When you're coming to school, like you don't expect to be like treated badly or anything. You're just here to get education, right? And that's pretty much it. Do you think the Canadian government should stamp out hateful and offensive speech? Yeah, I think every organization should. It's not only school or government. I they think. should legally stamp out hate speech? Yeah. Uh, so, like, if someone says the N-word or something is, is offensive, they should stamp it out? Even if it's not necessarily violent? If it's, like, a black person saying it, mm. then that's their choice. But, like, I don't think white people should say it or, I don't know, yeah, if you're not... I guess everyone has a right to say what they want, but like, especially in like school spaces and stuff, that's supposed to be a safe space. So I don't think it's really okay. 
All right, so black people can say whatever they want. White people can't. Schools are supposed to be safe spaces where you're not supposed to get hurt. And actually, here's the thing. Hurting somebody, that's already illegal, okay? That's considered assault. But words don't really hurt you. They don't. I mean, have you ever, have you ever been kicked upside the head by a word, Don? Uh, in the literal sense of the word, of course not. Um, that, that's not a possibility. Now, obviously, you don't want to say that words can't hurt because, I mean, they can hurt. But what we're talking about here is what words are determined to be weapons in this situation, right? Yeah, that's. Just I mean, I, I, I don't know about you. I am so sick of of hearing about how school spaces, school spaces are supposed to be a place where you won't be made fun of or that things can't hurt you, and it's like, okay, well, what about home spaces? What about workspaces? What about shopping spaces? I mean, it, why is the school space? Why has that become some kind of exalted holy ground of of society where it's like, you know, vampires can't cross over into or, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying? It's like school spaces. I thought that's where you're supposed to be taught to learn how to deal with life. Well, apparently you're not supposed to get your your feelings hurt because uh, that's the big space. sin nowadays is, you know, saying something that somebody doesn't like. And I'll tell you what, once you give the government power to declare certain speech a crime, it's only going to be a matter of time before they declare speech against government a crime. That's literally what this is all about. Those using the rhetoric of free speech are um, individuals who already are in positions of power, who are creating history, who are creating these dominant narratives. Free speech conceptually is about this idea of equality that everyone can have the right to say something, but that's not the way our society works. That's not the way this college campuses work. We only hear the same reiteration of particular voices over and over again, and that's white students voices okay so society is supposed to run on free speech but not on college campuses because we only hear the voices of students over and over again so put on your pussy hat and go and attend a free speech rally in order to stamp out free speech but they go on to talk about how freedom of speech is a construct that actually perpetuates racism there it is racism 40 percent of millennials polled believe that the government should be able to prevent people from making statements that are offensive to minority groups for instance if it's a racist remark or something that tries to stir up the public i think that is that should be stopped okay so racism or anything that stirs up the public okay so what whatever your interpretation is of what stirs up the public I guess can be taken any way that you want. Now, if you're with the Peel District School Board, uh, you can, as we're going to find out, you can make that anything you say about me, as uh, Kevin J. Johnston found out. But it gets better. Personally, I think that if you ever say someone, you know, I hate you because you're so-and-so, that's, a, you know, that should not be allowed. In a way, it's free speech, but in a way, again, it's a hate crime. If you're saying you're a lesser person because you're a Muslim, Jewish, Christian, Catholic, any of the above, that's not okay, and that's a hate crime. Okay, so you can't talk bad about Muslim, Christian, Jewish, Catholics. They're rare, but they're out there. So, 
according to her, that is a hate crime. We've crossed the line into what can be regulated and punishable through pain of, I'm guessing, hanging. I don't know. That's the other thing about free speech when I say that it's about power and privilege. It only enables yeah, here we um, go. Like things like hate speech because it makes it seem that like everything that we say has equal weight when that's, that's not true. Free speech only enables hate speech. You heard her. There was a documentary about the Chinese Cultural Revolution during the Mao days, you know, when they killed a whole lot of their population. And they found that the ultimate soldier, not as far as combat went, but just as far as being a little rat that would uh, squeal on everybody, including their own parents, was a prepubescent girl. They would give them political power. And it kind of got to the point where it was like, oh, I can't go out past 9 o'clock. I'm going to call the authorities on you. And that's literally what happened. What we say in terms of hate speech has incredible weight, right? Because it's intimately linked to violence against people of color. It's intimately linked to the prison industrial complex. (laughs) So they want to go to the elitists in order to govern or, you know, legalize different forms of speech. The same people that they claim it's for and are abusing it. Mike, Mike, and Super Don and American Ock Radio will be back with Kevin J. Johnston right after this. Syntec Global XFT is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. Syntec Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That's Syntec Global XFT. Put it to the test. Head over to AmericanUpRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanUpRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. We're live here on American Uck Radio. And as I promised, we've got a great guest, Kevin J. Johnston of FreedomReport.ca. Go check out that website, FreedomReport.ca. He is the bane of school districts and uh, one of the Canadian champions of free speech. This guy is awesome. You have not heard the last of him. So Kevin got screwed by a cop in 88, writing a ticket for doing 98 in a 60 zone. The cop lied on the stand, and he was convicted. He appealed and won, and he liked winning. So he spent many of his days sitting in courtrooms learning the system. His career highlights include designing more than 3,000 logos. He designed 1,600 websites since 1996, worked all over the USA for Hewlett-Packard in the 90s, and he's a former skip tracer, legal agent, and process server with three years of stand-up comedy. Very cool. Mr. Johnstone, or Johnston, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well, and I'm telling you, thank you so much for communicating with me. I was listening to your show this week, and you guys are phenomenal. 
Well, we appreciate that. We work hard to put out a good product, but quite honestly, with the lack of media in Canada, it's hard not to do anything good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's not sell yourself short. You guys are great, and, and I'm telling you, I really wish that even 1% of all of our media outlets did what you guys do. Well, you know what? It's building. I mean, you know, people are turning away from mainstream media. They're turning off CNN. Uh, MSNBC is a joke. Even Fox isn't what it used to be. But here in Canada, you know, any any public station or news feed that you hear is automatically going to be gatekept by the CRTC. And they are there to make sure that everything is compliant and that you are a good slave getting the information that you're supposed to get. But people are... They're switching over to the rebel media, people like Kevin J. Johnston, American Oc Radio, and we're the up-and-comers, okay? We're the new media. And actually, I'm really glad that we're online because that gets us away from a lot of the stupid rules that are imposed by the CRTC. And I think that their days are coming to an end. So, Kevin, you uh, got into a mess with a cop and a traffic ticket, and he lied on the stand, and that kind of set the course course of how you started thinking about things for the next few years. Could you get into that a little bit? Yeah, you know what? I will get into that. Um, what it was, there was uh, the better part of eight inches of snow on the ground, and I was driving a horrible uh, Chevy Eurosport. It was a four-cylinder, which you know, I, never again will I drive a four-cylinder car. And the car only had three cylinders firing. I was told the engine was on its way out. So the, the car had a top speed on a straightaway of 80 kph and, and maybe 85 going downhill. Um, the, the cop was a jerk. What else can I tell you? What he right. did was pulled into my friend's driveway just to make a big deal out of uh, showing his authority off. <laughs> yeah. He lied on the stand. Um, and when I appealed it, the courts uh, couldn't find the court tape from the previous case because the, the reason that I wanted to appeal it was the cop had admitted that he had not swept his vehicle with a static rod, which if they don't do prior to going out on the road, their stupid Doppler radar guns that still clock trees at 40 kilometers an hour, I might add, right. uh, don't work accurately. The cop admitted to not sweeping his car, uh, but the judge convicted me anyway because there was at least seven other cops sitting in the courtroom at the time. A teenage boy is not going to defeat a cop in front of seven cops in a courtroom. Right. So I'm thinking they couldn't find the court tapes, and they let me go based on the fact that there was no evidence um, uh, that the Crown could present. And I'm thinking all this cover-up to screw a kid out of 295 bucks. I, I yeah. have to learn what this is really all about. So I did, and I sat in courtrooms. Every day off that I had, I would sit in courtrooms just watching criminal, civil, um, and divorce cases. Right. So you got an impromptu education on the system and how it works. And I'm guessing that you saw a lot of people jerked around during that time. I saw a lot of people leaving the courtroom in tears, realizing that their lives were either destroyed or, or over because some guy wearing a costume had wrote them a ticket and then lied about it. Um, I also, in, in some cases, saw, not often, but I did see where judges felt really upset with the fact that they had to issue select sentences or fines just based on the fact that a judge must follow the law the way it's written. So it leads me to state that uh, there's a lot of bad cops out there. There's a lot of people out there who have been screwed by bad cops. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying some bad cops out there. Um, some bad judges. Oh, man, were there some bad judges. And then there's the judges who do have a bit of compassion, but the law does not allow them to have that. The entire system is a joke. 
What, right. That's what it, I have my, the conclusion I've drawn here. It's a joke, and it's designed specifically to make money. If money was not a part of our everyday life, there really wouldn't be any courtrooms out there. It's all money. Yeah, a lot of it is about revenue generation, and, and here's the thing. I'm not a cop hater. Cops are victims of policy just as much as the next guy. The only problem with a dirty cop is that he has the power to pull you over, plant drugs on you, lie, haul you into the system, and there's no personal repercussions for them. So, I mean, you know, a bad cop is actually worse than a criminal in a lot of ways because they've got the backing of the government and the legal system behind them. But good cops out there, I'm all for you, and I, I, I'm backing you. Absolutely. Well, I so, good I mean, cops too. Um, what I would like to ask, I mean, if there are good cops out there that are seeing that what you just mentioned there, bad apples within their departments, if you want to expose those bad cops, go to freedomreport.ca. Let me know. I have no qualms whatsoever about publishing information on bad people within our environment. I mean, I do it already with our Mississauga Mayor Bonnie Crombie, who's as bad as they come, um, and and there's been no fiscal repercussions. She's threatened publicly to sue me before, and she doesn't do it. I've been threatened publicly to be sued many times. I've been sued once in the last 11 years. So I, I will say these things publicly. Absolutely. And I'll enjoy it. <laughs> and the rest of us will enjoy watching it, absolutely. But that's literally, I mean, they're, I think that they're, they're going on the fact that most people don't want to take the ride. They'll just take the wrap and pay it out and walk away. And, you know, we had a situation in Alberta here where, you know, in the name of public safety, they upped all the traffic fines. They started really cracking down on different traffic issues. And what happened was more and more people, because the economy, Economy was faltering, couldn't pay the fines, and ended up losing their licenses. And what they found that the, the more tickets they wrote in order to gain more revenue generation, they actually uh, pulled in less money because nobody had to pay the fines. And all of a sudden, employers are having a hard time finding people with a driver's license. Yes, uh, it's always going to be counterintuitive, and um, I think the general public is catching on to the fact that when um, the traffic cops, yes, they are stopping some bad drivers, but I'm willing to bet that more than three-quarters of the pullovers are just revenue generation. It's what I would refer to as piracy and theft and fraud. Uh, you're being stolen from a gunpoint, which I despise. Now, um, the I don't like going through the system and wasting time and taking days off work. So I've honestly not had a traffic ticket since 1998. That's the last time I've done anything foolish. That's the best way to do it. Well, it is the best way to do it, but nonetheless, um, let's just say I do roll a stop sign at 1.5 kilometers an hour at 3 o'clock in the morning when I just want to go home and go to bed, and I get a ticket for that. That's revenue generation. Honestly, that's, there's no reason for that to exist. And the, the concepts of red light cameras and photo radar, that's just revenue creation because uh, the way the law works is you're being accused of a crime. You've got to accuse a human being. You can't accuse a license plate number. Yeah, that's exactly it. Listen, Kevin, I hate to cut you off, but I hear the music, and that means we're going into a commercial break. Don't get me started on red light cameras. Mike, Mike, and Super Don with Kevin Johnston of FreedomReport.ca. We'll be back after this.
Welcome back, everybody. We're live. The call-in line is 855-660-4261. As I mentioned, we've got Kevin J. Johnston of freedomreport.ca. Now, Kevin, I was watching a bunch of your videos this week. I actually just heard about you probably, I think, two weeks ago. Somebody turned me on to what you were doing online, and uh, I couldn't stop watching. It was hilarious. I mean, the way that you deal with these people is great. But one of your videos, you were talking about freedoms that we already have in Canada that people are unaware of because we're not taught in school, ways of dealing with police, uh, things that they overreach and get away with in the legal system. Could you get into that a little bit for our listening audience? Yeah, most certainly. Um, I always had arguments with not just my parents, but teachers, principals, and and all kinds of faculty about the fact that I knew I was wasting my time in school because I wanted to know the way the world really worked. Simple things like, what's money? How can you turn a piece of paper into a television or turn a piece of paper into food? Uh, How is it that when cops are giving you a tough time, how do you deal with them? Does a human being actually have the right to lock another human being up in, in handcuffs and then make them sit in a portable prison cell being the back of a police car. All of this stuff is what I wanted to know. It wasn't taught to me at all. I had to educate myself on it. And if, um, if me, as a resourceful guy uh, that I am, can uh, find these things out uh, very painfully and very slowly, I can only imagine how tough it's going to be for the average individual who doesn't have my research skills to find these things out. So we have a ton of rights, but people don't know them. They're not taught right. to us at all. Uh, unless, of course, you want to hire a lawyer, but then the lawyer just says, don't worry about it, I got this. Right. They'll, they'll coach you in what to say and how to say it, and that's the end of it. But you don't really learn from the lawyer. You just give the lawyer lots of money. Uh, so anyway, um, I think you were, we were talking very quickly about bylaw officers in our last conversation. Right. Yeah, where um, you have, you've got the right to fight back. This is the big one that I always push. I had bylaw officers uh, trespassing on my property here, giving me a difficult time about the construction of a fence. Uh, one neighbor called, said they didn't like my new eight-foot-high fence because I built a backyard rink with a plastic roller hockey floor, and I wanted to keep the pucks and lacrosse balls in the backyard. I built an eight-foot-high fence. city comes by, tells me I've got to tear the fence down. They give me uh, 14 days to tear it down. Uh, I told them where to go, not very nicely, of course. And then they put a contravence on my home, saying that I'm not allowed to sell the home or transfer property. So me getting my back up, I went to some of their homes between midnight and 4 in the morning, knocked on their door, rang the doorbell, and explained to them, don't come back. You're not welcome. I'll arrest you. (laughs) By the way, here's the letter with my demand stating clearly that you are to stay off my property. Um, they, their reaction was to call the police. The police yep. called me. I said, hey, I was serving legal documents. Right? What do you do? People, you've got the right to fight back, and you can always take the fight to a, to a person's front door. Just because someone says they have authority, it doesn't mean they do. You have to convince me, not prove it to me with a piece of paper, but convince me through debate that you do have authority so that I would feel good about following your authority. Yeah, absolutely. And as soon as you walk into a courtroom, you've got to understand that they're using a separate language in order to ensnare you. And it's a language that that's why lawyers go to school, basically. I mean, if they say to you, did you suffer a beating at the hands of the cops? And you say, oh, yeah, I suffered it for sure. 
Uh, you're you're actually agreeing that you 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 agreed to it, right? I mean, and it, it, there's all these little weird tricks that they do in order to bring you into this legal world where nothing means what you think. And it's, and it's in order to put you at a disadvantage. But you're right. Citizens have the right to actually arrest people when a crime is in progress. And that includes law officers. And people just don't know it. They yeah, can't it commit. Yeah, they, they can't yeah. commit a crime. It's actually worse when they do. And, you know, serving, uh, serving papers. See, these, this is all stuff that we should have started uh, education on in, in I, I would say, grade four. But you can't have an educated society because they're too difficult to control. And that's really what it comes down to. Do you agree with that? Well, I agree with that fully. Uh, anybody who knows that um, your authority is false and does not exist is going to ignore what you say. Right. Uh, almost every time. Uh, unless, of course, what you're, you're doing is asking me to do something that is of benefit to everybody. Uh, for example, someone says, hey, we're closing the building. Could you please leave via that exit? Okay, that's fine, because it's your building. Right. I'll leave. But if someone says, I have the authority to make sure you don't go into this park, this public park. By the way, you can't take a camera out and take a photograph on this public sidewalk because I have authority by granted to me by the city of Toronto or the city of Edmonton to say that, and they flash a badge. Now, what does the badge mean? You can buy them at dollar stores. Who cares? Yeah. I don't recognize that authority. Get lost. Well, but that's you just need people to know this stuff because everyone should know that you've got the right to protect yourself. That's a big one. Uh, to not put yourself in a position where someone else can lock you in a cage. Uh, jail cells are cages. I don't care what you say about it. It's, it's a cage. And you also want to make sure that you're not going to incriminate yourself in crimes that haven't even been committed. And through, through clever language, you can be convinced that you've committed a crime just by answering wacky questions presented in a very psychologically damaging way. Yeah, a good example of that, as soon as they pull you over, uh, do, you know, do you have any idea how fast you are going? And the default position for most people is, I know I was speeding, but I was on my way to my, my son's hockey game, and, well, boom, you just confessed to a crime. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes, uh, so, the correct answer to that is, I was driving the speed limit constable. Th- there you That's go. Or, or you can also state, I don't answer questions. Let just continually say, I don't answer questions, cooperate. If they say, can I have your driver's license, please? Yeah, sure, what the hell, give it to them. Um, Where where are you going? I don't answer questions. Who are you married to? I don't answer questions. Where do you work? I don't answer questions. Just, I'm not going to help them out in any way. Well, they're not your buddy. That's the thing. And and they're they're fishing for information. Exactly. Their job is to get a conviction. That's that's where it lies. So I mean, well, the the, the conviction. Sorry, let's word that properly. Their job is to get a conviction because that's money. Yep, that's profit. Yeah, it all goes back to that revenue generation thing we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. Yes, it does. So. Speaking of recognizing authority, I love your interactions with the uh, Peel District School Board in Mississauga. <laughs> that that stuff is that is comedy, man. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, let, let's get into how you started with that, and then we've got Dave in Toronto wants to uh, ask us some questions. Stay where you are, Dave. But how how did this all start out with this school district in Mississauga? The school board made it public uh, knowledge that they wanted to allow Islamic prayer in Arabic. 
on uh, Fridays within public schools, whereas uh, Christians, Hindus, Jainists, even Satanists, Sikhs could not do the same thing. Uh, I, of course, got my back up on that because I realized I'm dropping 4000 4, bucks a year in property tax that I don't want to, and it's going into guys like Tony Pontes, who's the director of education, and I'll tell you honestly, Canada's most useless adult male, which I said in my paperwork. He gets a quarter million bucks a year to, to do nothing. Well, I'm, I'm asking or I'm stating to the public that we have to fight this because if it's being stated in Arabic then we know that there's going to be someone in there saying uh, death to Israel, kill the Jews, destroy the infidels, and that's a hate crime as far as I'm concerned. Don't think that because you're Muslim you can't commit a hate crime. And don't think that because you're Muslim that other people out there don't speak Arabic and have not read your book. I've read the book, and my, my dear friend now, Sandra Solomon, speaks Arabic. Um, my, my initial protest was... This is unacceptable. But then I wanted to actually get down there and ask the question, will you be recording these sermons so that we can later uh, listen to them and analyze them for hate crimes? That's what I wanted to know. Janet McDougald, uh, who's the, the, I guess, loudest of them all, she's just an elected trustee, extremely loud. And ugly. Like the fact that I've been protesting about her publicly, so she tells me that they will not entertain me and it just the crowd exploded because the crowd is on my side uh the audience was mainly uh sikh and hindu uh a number of chinese uh people were in the in the crowd as well no white people where are the white people come on so you're you're totally backed by the brown people behind you and and you're still a racist listen we got to go to a break here i couldn't believe it (laughs) she did (laughs) we got to go to a break but uh stick around kevin and dave we'll be back after this Syntec Global XFT is a breakthrough product trusted around the world for over 20 years. Syntec Global XFT will maximize engine life and fuel economy, maximize horsepower and performance, and minimize emissions. XFT packs an incredible amount of benefits into one small concentrated dose and comes with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That Syntec Global XFT. Put it to the test. Head over to AmericanUpRadio.com now to get your extreme fuel treatment. That's AmericanUpRadio.com. to American Hawk Radio. We're live with Kevin Johnston of freedomreport.ca. Real glad to have him on board today. And uh, definitely go and check out his YouTube channel and his website because there's some good stuff there. And during the break, we were talking about how Islam is being held up as somehow some sort of protected state religion and class within the country of Canada. And, and it's not even, that's not happening because of Muslims. It's because of guilty white people who, it, 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 I, think, I like how you put it, Kevin. We have it too good in Canada and they have to find something to feel guilty about because it's in vogue these days. And it's just crazy how these people act. And they were, and it was funny. I was watching the video of you at the school district meeting there and you were, it, it, there was, 
hardly any white people behind you, and here's a bunch of white, shriveled, disgusting people calling you a racist. Well, I just don't get it. <laughs> well, I, I do get why she's done so. What um, what I did do uh, prior to that particular tete-a-tete is I did send the entire district school board a letter accusing them of being traitors because they are uh, accommodating the ideology, not the religion, but the ideology of Islam. Uh, Section 46 of the Criminal Code of Canada deals with high treason. Subsection C is that if you are assisting uh, an enemy of Canada um, in defeating Canada, then you are guilty of high treason, whether a state of war exists with that nation or uh, ideology uh, in the first place. And what we have here is Islam is at war with us, and these people are helping it spread, and they're helping to indoctrinate more of our children into what wants to kill us. That's treason. They are very angry about the fact that I have called them traitors publicly. I read my letter to them publicly uh, on a video, and I also read their lawyer's response publicly. So they, um, they're not happy with me because I'm telling the truth. Your response the to the lawyer in that video was hilarious, by the way. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, everybody go yeah, check that I, I out. Let's mess with lawyers. Lawyers all think that they, uh, they've got some type of special right to intimidate people, but it, uh, it doesn't work. Not with me. No, exactly. Let's take a call here. Let's go over to Dave in Toronto. Dave, what's on your mind? Uh, Mr. Johnston, thank you so much for what you do. As a naturalized Canadian and an immigrant, I am absolutely disgusted with what you are currently dealing with. I undeniably believe that the media is guilty of subversion, the legal system is guilty of sedition, and politicians are Hardly. guilty of treason. But the problem is, just as you uh, highlighted, they rel- the system relies on the ignorance of the law to manipulate the system and utilize it as a revenue-generating revenue system, which it really shouldn't even be in the first place. The fact is, all these things that are going on right now clearly violate the established law. And it's the ignorance of the people that say, well, I guess the politicians are telling me I'm racist because I'm uh, fighting against an ideology. This is, again, people uh, acquiesce to what the politicians and the media tell them and assume, well, because they told me that's what reality is. I'm sorry, an un, uh, uh, an, un, uh, an unlawful law isn't legal. It doesn't matter what people say. First off, uh, David, I think you should have your own YouTube channel. That was a phenomenal piece of information that you've yeah, given absolutely. to me. I, I agree with everything you've said, especially the sedition side of it, of the, uh, of the courts. Um, and to, to continue on what we're saying here, uh, we do have a prime minister who is a traitor. He is helping our enemy come in here. Straight up. And, and I'm trying in my mind, honestly, here, I'm trying to piece together... What benefit could there possibly be to anybody in the country for this? And this conversion of Canada to Islam does not even benefit Muslims. I talked to a lot of Muslims, and they don't want this garbage here. They escaped from the garbage that was in the Middle East to come here to build a proper life and enjoy family life. And here we have white people, stupid white people like Justin Trudeau, who are more concerned about head and shoulders than they are anything else, destroying our country right before our very eyes, and telling us that we should be happy about it. And not only that, he's smiling about it. And isn't it ridiculous I'm, that somebody like Tarek Fatah, who is a Muslim, who is totally critical of the barba- barbarism that's going on there, could potentially be charged with Islamophobia under M103? 
Tarek Fatah is unbelievably honest. I, I've watched everything that I, that I possibly can on him over the last two weeks. He is, um, he is a Muslim man, like you said, who is warning all of us about the dangers of radical Islam. And, and white people don't listen to him. It, it, it's like Ben Affleck was uh, screaming at... Um, uh, oh, what's his name there? Bill Maher, Bill Maher. About the fact that we're not allowed to to state clearly that we can't disparage an entire people based on just a few radicals. Uh, but let's face facts here. We've got between 25 and 35 percent of Muslims in the world are radical and do want Sharia law. Um, and if you count 1.5 billion, 35 percent of that is is got to be the better part of 400,000. That's more than the population of the United States that are radicals that want the Western world to falter. And Justin Trudeau can't wait to bring that type of a thinker into our country. Well, I've calculated about 86%, because if you consider the fact that Sharia is obey the husband, well, 1.6 million, uh, 1.6 billion, and then 1.3 billion agree with uh, the husband controls uh, the household. Therefore, it's about 85, 86% of world Muslims. Wow. You know, and that's something to think about, too. I, I didn't look at it from that angle. But well, like the point, the point of it is, is that uh, Geert Wilders is someone that uh, has been leading the fight for quite some time uh, in the Netherlands. There, I, I'm praying to every god and deity and demon in the universe, please let this man win, so that we can see what happens when a country nationalizes mosques and throws Muslims out of the country who do not want to be part of the country. Uh, that is, that would be the biggest social experiment going, and I think it's going to work just fine. Now, well, that's the thing. One last question before I go. Yeah, go of ahead. Course. I just wanted to know, uh, Kevin, because all these individuals are committing these high crimes, treason and so forth, but nobody's holding them accountable, what's the end game? And uh, I'll just listen as I get off here. Thanks so much for taking my call. Well, Have a great day. Thanks okay, again, thanks, Kevin. Dave. I appreciate that. Okay. That's a very good question to, to have been asked. What would the end game be? Well, the end game would be that the Liberal Party, we hope loses the next election, which right now is not looking too good. The PC party's been infiltrated by too many liberals. It is going to have to be that all of us read all case law in this country and try to find every single count of treason that's ever been tried and convicted so that we, the people, can band together and put this guy in handcuffs under citizen's arrest and put him before a judge. Um, it would be a very big history maker to have a prime minister, especially in the modern era, be in front of his own court systems, and we know that he'll get off within a day. But uh, we need to find out how we can put Justin Trudeau, Bonnie Crombie, uh, Kathleen Wynne, and any of these other traitors to our land behind bars, or at least, if not behind bars, in front of a real judge in a real courtroom to wake the entire public up. Because if the public sees that a major politician has been arrested for treason, then the public is going to start paying attention to it, and people are going to start to learn about it. Then they'll discover people like the Rebel.media, Amerinuk Radio, FreedomReport.ca, and CIJ News, and start finding out that there are real problems in this country. Uh, we have to go that far. We are going to have to take it to that extreme to get people to wake up. 
Absolutely. And I mean, Justin Trudeau, uh, through the Trudeau Foundation, has been taking money from the likes of George Soros. These people are globalists. They don't believe in nation states, but there's there's a movement that is sweeping across the world. I mean, you look at how Marine Le Pen is doing in France right now. You look at Brexit, look at Trump, look at Geert Wilders is uh, threatening the establishment now. And this is happening. And as far as I can see, the Canadian media and politicos are doing the they're making the exact same mistakes that these other countries made uh, these other globalists I should say in the lead up to these elections nobody saw nobody thought Trump was going to win and he got in on the platform of America first you know globalism no more right I'm going to be the president of the United States what is so wrong with that why shouldn't we have leaders that are actually concerned about our own people instead of thinking, no, I have to take care of people from Djibouti. I have to take care of Somalians, and I need your money to do it. And if you don't pay up, I'm going to put you in a cage. And that's the situation we're in right now. Yeah, you know what's interesting is that people are less afraid of doing 30 days in jail than they are of being called racist, and that's the problem. You're uh, right. And that word racist has become the, the end-all, be-all argument and ending of any arguments, and you have to start ignoring it. So it's, it's like a nervous tick, you know? Racist! It sounds like a dog barking, right? right? Ignore the word. If you're white especially, ignore that word. It means nothing. It just means the person has no argument to counter what you're saying. And God bless Trump. We're heading into a hard break. We'll be back with more American Radio after this. I want to... 